it murmured, and Cain, who is so dear to you, will sense your presence and your thoughts. Let him have the chance that you have denied so many others. No one would ever know what Jacob sacrificed to deny that insidious whispering. Regardless of the voice's entreaty, he could not forswear his duty. So instead, he watched as Cain sent out his summons to the vulnerable couple. Abruptly, the human male turned and walked away from the female, abandoning her without reason or the awareness that he was doing so. The redhead turned completely around, facing the approaching demon. She was quite beautiful, Jacob noted as she faced the lamplight, with a lush, long body and auburn curls hanging in lengthy coils down her back. It was clear why she had attracted Cain. It wasn't the enforcer in Jacob that allowed a small, quirking smile to play at the corner of his otherwise grim lips. Cain sauntered up to her, completely confident of his power over her, and reached to touch her face. Jacob could see the thrall in her eyes, the manipulation of her mind making her soft and pliant, making her turn her cheek into his affectionate caress. The affection was a lie. What would start with this gentility could not possibly end with it. It was the nature of the creatures that they were, and it was inevitable. This was why he could never have allowed Cain any more warning than he had already given hundreds, no, thousands of times before this. Jacob had seen enough. He leapt lightly into the air, his long body tumbling gracefully in a backflip until he came full around and landed soundlessly behind the red-headed woman. He discarded his camouflage so abruptly that Cain sucked in a loud, startled breath. He froze when he saw Jacob, and the elder was easily aware of what the young demon's thoughts must be. The enforcer had come to punish him. It was enough to make Cain swallow visibly in apprehension. His hand jerked away from the redhead's cheek as if she'd burned him, and his concentration broke from her. She blinked suddenly becoming aware that she was sandwiched between two strange men and had no idea how she had gotten there. Take hold of her mind, Cain. Do not make this worse by frightening her. Cain obeyed instantaneously, and the lovely woman relaxed, smiling softly as if she were in the easy company of old friends, now completely at peace. Jacob, what brings you out on a night like this? Jacob wasn't deterred by Cain's casual quip, or his attempt at saving face through levity. The enforcer already knew the other male was not wicked at heart. Cain was still relatively untrained, and considering the conditions of the night, it was easy for him to be led astray by his own baser nature. That did not change the stark facts of the moment. Cain had literally been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. His knee-jerk reaction, understandably, was to bargain his way out of the punishment he knew was impending. He would start with humor and continue on to every other tool in his arsenal. You know why I am here, the enforcer said, nipping those tools right in the bud with a chill, disciplined tone that warned Kane not to test his mettle. So, maybe I do. Kane relented, his dark blue eyes lowering as he shoved his hands deep into his pockets. I wasn't going to do anything. I was just restless. I see. So you thought to seduce this woman to appease your restlessness? Jacob asked bluntly as he folded his arms across his chest. His entire manner radiated the image of a parent scolding a wayward child. It could be an amusing thought, considering Cain was just about to enter his second century of life, 
but the matter was too serious by far. I wasn't going to hurt her, Kane protested. Jacob realized that Kane actually thought that was true. No, he countered. Just what were you going to do? Ask politely if you could visit the savageness of your present nature on her? How does one word that exactly? Kane fell stubbornly silent. He knew that the enforcer had read his intentions from the moment he'd decided to stalk prey. Arguments and denials would just worsen the situation. Besides, the incriminating evidence of his transgression was standing between them. For a brief, passionate moment, Kane's thoughts filled with vivid mental imaginings of what could have been more incriminating. He suppressed a shudder of sinful response, his eyes falling covetously on the woman standing so beautifully serene before him. Had Jacob been even slightly off his irritatingly perfect game and come into the picture,